What is up? What is good? Uh, we just wrapping up week 14, kind of. Maybe the game of the week is going to be tonight. 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 It's, Patriots and Ravens. It's the Darth Vaders from the Northeast versus the Darth Vaders of the... What part of the country is that? Mid-Atlantic. Mid-Atlantic. <laughs> uh, and if anything, if trends that happen in threes are a thing, you should bet the Ravens tonight. Chiefs upset the higher standing Raiders on Thursday night, which was one of the three games. Sunday night, Giants upset the better standing Cowboys. And tonight, Ravens, uh, Patriots. You rewatched three games today. I did. And they were three of the better games. So I want to talk about that, and then I want to get into a few news and notes combined with... I have five to eight MVP candidates that no one is talking about because I got very upset with you yesterday because you said Stafford MVP. And I said, this is bullshit. Uh, He threw a pick six and then he led back. So we'll get into that. I got a text from my brother earlier today about one of your MVP candidates. Probably the, the most outlandish one. How does he know what my MVP candidate is? I think you said it on Facebook Live today, and he was watching. Oh, oh you said the Justin gosh. Tucker one? Yeah. That's the one? Yeah. He, I get a text from my brother this afternoon. He goes, Lefko thinks Justin Tucker should be the MVP. Hey, uh, I would certainly throw the challenge flag on yes. that one. No, that was, that's one that I have below my dotted line. <laughs> yes, okay. But I think it's an interesting conversation that if they gave an MVP for their team, he probably he does deserve it. it. He's in the conversation. Um, all right, so let's start off with the game from last night, Giants-Cowboys. Um, Eli... My, my friend Dan texted me this morning, and Dan is becoming a well-known guy on this podcast. He says, Eli tried to lose that game. Yes. Um, everyone today is talking about, is Dak a dink and dunk quarterback? He's been this all year. Yes. I don't know what anybody's been watching. I, it's very frustrating, this whole narrative around the Dallas Cowboys right now. I mean, Dak was the MVP last week. You couldn't tell other people around the last two weeks. You couldn't tell anybody. No, Dak Prescott's the MVP of football. But now we want him bench for Tony Romo, and he's a dink and dunk game manager. Uh, yes, he is a dink and dunk game manager because he's really smart and a mature rookie quarterback who knows what his team is, what his limitations are. Yes. And... He's still more aggressive than Alex Smith, and he's got, you know, really, uh, yeah, I I don't look at it like that. I just look at he's playing smart football, and then when the opportunity, whether it be Minnesota with the in-cut and go to Des Bryant for a big throw, he made some big throws in the Redskins game the week before that. It's true. It's like one pump and go every week. One good throw every week, and that's really all they've needed to get over the edge to create the ball. Exactly right. Um, So... Last night, you came in this morning and you said Giants have a Super Bowl defense. Yeah. And I think that was clear. They lose JPP. I've expressed on this podcast how much fear I had. Okwara comes in there and looks like JPP. Mm-hmm. Olivier Vernon was fantastic. I love their linebackers. Their corners look unreal. They, they match up with anybody. Yes. Eli is the key. Yeah. And how many times have we seen Eli in the playoffs somehow get it together? Yeah. I just, I really don't want to put. Faith, I have. I don't want to invest in him. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Because this feels like a different Eli than years past. It is. Well, he's certainly not as gifted now as he was then. I mean, the, I know I've said it a lot, and I'm not trying to bag on Eli Manning. It's just, yeah, he is towards the bottom of the list of NFL starting quarterbacks. That's just the plain and simple truth of it. I'm not trying to like do shockwave like treatment here and be a, a shock jock. I'm just trying to tell you the truth, that there's at least 20 quarterbacks in football that are better than Eli Manning. And if you couldn't see that watching the game last night, I don't know. He's got the number one weapon in football he makes no plays with his legs uh he really never makes any wow throws and really if it earned for an unbelievable player making unbelievable play i mean okay then he's 16 for 
for 27 for 131 yards or 132 yards. The Giants are going to go as far as Eli takes them. Yes. And that is their narrative for the playoffs. Their defense will keep them in every single game. Mm-hmm. Can Eli make the plays? Now, the Cowboys are different because the Giants are one of the few teams that were able to put four guys up front actually get pressure and push that Dallas offensive line, which was pretty impressive, mm-hmm. and, and drop guys back. How many other teams in the NFL can do that? There's not a lot. No, uh, the Giants are special on defense. They're like the Minnesota Vikings. We've talked about that a little, where they have great size in the interior. So the Vikings are one of those teams because we saw them do that to the Cowboys, yes, I mean, and they, they might get in the playoffs. They might get in the playoffs. I think another team, again, that I could tell you that I think can do that, maybe not quite as good, is the Detroit Lions. The mm. Detroit Lions got big people in the middle. They got Devin Taylor and Ezekiel Anza on the edge to run down Ezekiel Elliott when he does break around the corner. And they have good athletes at linebacker. I mean, Tahir Whitehead, the kid burned 57. Sure. And now they got DeAndre Levy back. That's why they gave them a hard time in the playoff game two years ago. What about the Bucks? The Bucks, yes. I do, I do the think. The fact that the Cowboys play the Bucks, the Lions, and then at the Eagles. It's kind of funny, right? I could see the Cowboys losing all three of the games. Yes. But we are going to see two of the other teams in the NFC that can actually do this. I know it's it's because Gerald McCoy is a problem. Gerald McCoy is a big problem. He's as good a D tackle as there's playing in football, right? He's about as disruptive as it gets. Uh, I think the one thing I look with them, yes, they have the right pieces as well. Maybe not quite the guys on the edge that'll be able to secure the edge. You know, but you got to be careful. I think the thing that jumped out to me not only last night but in the Minnesota game is like, oh, okay, Ezekiel. There's nothing in the middle. He bounces it outside. And you think he's going to turn the edge, and a guy like Evers and Griffin was fast enough to go, yes. nope, you're only going to get a yard. I'm going to push you out of bounds or whatever it may be. Yeah, do the Bucks have that defensive right. end? I don't know. No, I don't know. I mean, Ayers is a good player, but like Golston is more of a run-stopping defense. What about the end. Lions? The Lions, I mean, Anza yes. is coming along, and yeah, I think Devin Taylor as well. The other thing we got to talk about with the Bucks is just the two inside linebackers, though, can take advantage of right. the fact that they're not real fast on the edge. because David and Quan Alexander. They can run with the best of them. So Here's the thing to take away from the Cowboys-Giants. If Cowboys land is going, hey, our only two losses to the Giants, we just have to avoid them. These next two weeks, I have a feeling we're going to be questioning Dak a lot in the national media. I know a lot of people like us are saying right now, this whole Tony Romo thing is crazy. Lions and Bucks could make this. Not only will Dak Prescott have a tough time, but on the other side, Jameis and Stafford are going to make Dak look very inadequate because they are playing two of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Yes. I, my prediction is heading into that Eagles game, Jerry Jones is going to say something about Tony Romo that's good, that we are going to light everybody up. The Cowboys literally might go into the playoffs as the number one seed with a quarterback controversy. I thought it wasn't going to happen, but the Bucks and the Lions are about to have it. That was a very good opening segment. It was, it was good. It felt really good. Yeah, and your Eagles will really enjoy playing. Because Spoiler. Fletcher Cox and Benny Logan and with Vinnie Curry, they got enough weapons to make it tough, too. Right, you got they had young, the game in Dallas. Right, they outplayed them in Dallas. You got a young rookie quarterback. We want to send them in the offseason on a good note. They'll be aggressive because they got nothing to worry about. And the about. Eagles offense matches up really well with the Dallas D because they find the holes in the zone. Yeah. Dallas. Could they go into the playoffs 11-5? and five? They I, might not. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Dallas is, I'll say this, I mean, it's the least impressive 11-2 and two team I've ever seen. I, I will, still have confidence in them. I do, too. I mean, the NFC, again, it's, it's wide open. There's, there's just no doubt about it. Yeah. I don't look at one team and just go, oh, they got it. I mean, you know, the Giants, in a lot of ways, I mean, if you held a gun to my head right now, I might go with the New York Giants because I just go, you know what? Eli Manning's been in so many tough 
playoff football games. Mm. He's performed there. He doesn't need to do anything special for this Giants yeah. team. And Only thing I'm going to say yeah. to, to quell my excitement, Buccaneers and Lions are both at home, and the Cowboys running a game at home like what they did to Baltimore, what they did. It's a different animal. It is different. It's on that field turf. It's exactly. a faster. Here in New right. York, it was cold. Packers, Seahawks, bloodbath. You just watched the tape this morning, and you came out to me and said, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he deserves to be in the playoff conversation. I mean, the MVP conversation. We'll get to that. I mean, he, he really has to be. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, but also, I think you've got to talk to. I mean, the thing that jumped out to me right off the bat, forget that the first third and two, he ran to the right and then threw a 45-yard laser where Devontae Adams didn't have to break stride. <laughs> Other than that uh, <laughs> is the fact that, I mean, Seattle's pass rush, where is it? Seattle, their other corner, always getting picked on when they have to play elite quarterbacks. That's an issue. Uh, so I look at Seattle and just go, hey, listen, they're an 8-4-1 eight and, four, eight, four and one football team. Uh, but again, they are not an impressive 8-4-1. and one. They play in, I don't know, is it the worst division of football? I think, I it think it's the worst division uh, of football. You also said that the Packers may have found their offensive yes, set. Right. I, I think the really interesting thing, when you watch the Packers, uh, and hopefully Jared Cook is okay, but when they can just do Jared Cook at tight end and they have Ripkowski at fullback and Ty Montgomery at tailback with Nelson and Randall Cobb, or Nelson and Devontae Adams on the outside, excuse me. That's their best fivesome. That's their best fivesome, and it poses a, a, a mismatch for the defense because you go, Okay, wait, they could spread us out, keep Rakowski as the third Blocking down. running back. Yes, right, to help Aaron Rodgers with pass projection. Move tie out to the wide. You make him a slot receiver, whatever, and all of a sudden, damn, they're in a three-receiver set with one tight end, but we have our base defense in because Ty Montgomery is their best running back, and when they then they can get in the eye formation and go, Montgomery, get behind Aaron mm. Rodgers, Ripkowski, get a fullback, and now we're going to smash it down your Did face. Did you see the creativity in the play calling? Because that's always your biggest thing with the Packers. Yes, is, no, there's no, okay. there's no creativity. So it was just a use of personnel it's, that you were pleased with. It's at. almost like yes. they've done a lack of creativity with play calling, but creativity with personnel. A little bit. Which what's really funny is... The lack of play calling puts more of the onus on Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And if there's one quarterback I want to have more responsibility, it's right. him. So it's him finding the mismatches out of the defense. And the defense is not able to put out creative things because they don't know what you're going to do with your personnel because they're all interchangeable. Right. So the Packers' offense right now could be in a state from what you're saying that, one, oh, they've been going a lot of spread. Let's get more spread out there. Mm-hmm. Rodgers keeps the same guy, does the patented Rodgers move where he rushes up, calls right. it off. you got 12 men on the field. Now he's got second or third and short because yeah. you just got a five free, free five yards. Or you go out there. He is – Rodgers is about to – do it all by himself. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, he already if is. If he gets in the playoffs, I, I my conversation ends. If he's in the playoffs. We will get to that. I know. I just want to say it, just yes. regardless. Back I to the Seahawks. There are four teams in the NFL to score 10 points or less in at least four different games this season. Ooh. Browns, Jets, Rams, and Seahawks. Wow. And the Seahawks did it yesterday against the Bucks. They did it against the Rams. I just can't remember that. Oh, in the Arizona overtime game, Arizona right? Arizona overtime, they had six points. Right, that's yeah. un- that's unreal. I mean, that it, I don't know what I made a rant on the Facebook page. Listen, this Seattle- that was from Reddit. I'm going to give all the credit to Reddit. That's where I usually go for my Monday stuff. As I like pour through Reddit and yeah. find some stuff. Wait, Fendrick, you said the most important thing there. I mean, they just they they put the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands and they said, "Go ahead, just take it over, throw it if you got to. If you want to give the occasional run, yeah. great. But it's your it's your go." And he's. 
I mean, unreal. I, I've never seen anything like it. Well, I forgot to bring this up during the Cowboys. Remember when I brought up the turnover thing? You need 24 to get to the Super Bowl. Dallas made a big impact on that last night. They got three turnovers. Yes. I was watching the game going, the race to 24 starts now. And that gave them what now, 18? They are now at 14. Oh, wow. Three they games were... left. They got to get 10 turnovers to hit 24. That's not going to happen. Uh, one other thing, when uh, Detroit plays New York next week, Matt Stafford, of course, eight game-winning drives. The Giants' defense has held off last-minute game-winning drives in eight of their nine wins. They play each other next Sunday. Odds are it's coming down to a game-winning drive. Will it be Stafford or will it be the defense? And that's the next game I want to talk about, Detroit-Chicago. What did you see on the film? Uh, Matthew Stafford deserves to be in the MVP conversation. <laughs> I went back. I have him on my list. I, I, he, he deserves it. I mean, he's the to me the epitome of the MVP. Like a team. It, that, my issue is not the MVP. I know you're talking about yesterday though. That's you're acting like he's throwing an interception. I to know. Put them I know. In every game. I just I think that game yes. winning drive. I wish there was more qualification to I get that. It. I get it. But he's also played a lot of really good football of games course. and still brought them down in the game winning drive yesterday. Yes, he is the reason they were losing. So Chicago's pretty darn good, huh? Yes. They have freaks of nature. Leonard Floyd, if you're just if you're out there watching football and you get to see the Bears a little bit, man, watch Leonard Floyd. He has a chance to be a true superstar. He's one of the most fun guys I watch on film weekly right now. Just who is he taking on? Which tackle? Oh, either side. That's okay. the great thing. And he's a great blitzer. He moves around a lot. He's got a phenomenal motor. I mean, he's a complete football player. I'm I, I'm blown away with actually how much better he's got from the start of the year. Because at the start of the year, Vic Fangio found his next Alden Smith. He did exactly right. Uh, and yes, they're they're. They're a top ten defense, like we've talked about. And then what Barkley do you think about Barkley? Well. Barkley's good. Barkley is he's perfect for there right now. Sign him up this offseason. At the Matt, very worst, he's your holdover guy. He's yes. your backup. Uh, but at least he you have an answer and somebody on your roster you go, you know, he knows our offense, he's done some good things. Yes. And now we can work off that and try to find somebody else. Because Matt Miller had in his mock draft the Bears taking a quarterback, and I was like, Have you seen enough from Barkley to want to make him the guy? I don't think Barkley's a starting NFL gotcha. quarterback. I think but he's a hell of a backup. He's a top-end NFL backup. That's how I look at it. Still waiting to see where A.J. McCarron... And I haven't watched some of these college kids yet. I mean... Yeah, don't worry about it. I know. It. But the kid from North Carolina is the one everyone saying is the best. They Trubisky. Love they I've only love seen them. them. I've only seen a few highlights. And, you know, I'll say this just for the conversation of the podcast. It's a bunch of bullshit that Lamar Jackson can't get enter the NFL draft. He would be the number one pick, and he's got to wait because of the three-year rule. I asked him this on CBS yesterday. Yeah. And he actually gave a very good answer. He goes, you know what? I'm really young. I didn't realize he was only 19. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> and he goes, I'm really young. He goes, I think I got more to learn, so I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the right answer. Yeah. Um, but, the, the, yeah but the Detroit's good. I mean, Detroit is, they're really good, and they have a nice formula of how they do it, too. They put it in Stafford's hands as well, and they use the short dink and dunk passing game for. To, to Why is every Detroit game 6 to 3, 10 to 3 at halftime? Why are their first halves always end up like that? Yeah, they're just not capable of making a lot of big plays unless, I don't know if you saw the big play they made on one of the touchdown drives. Yes, to Marvin I mean, Jones. Right, the one where he ran out and then did a Whirly Bird 360 around Leonard Floyd yeah, yes. and then threw a 50 yard bomb down the field. You remember that play? Yes. yes thank I you. thought that was going to get called back for holding <laughs> yeah and they called it was a penalty on the bears I yeah think. it was but uh because he's the only way they can really create it i mean marvin jones yes he's a deep threat but everybody knows he's the deep threat so yeah i imagine detroit is probably towards the bottom of the list in explosive plays i would yeah i don't know this is the other crazy thing about detroit he's I, i'd love to look it up 
Uh, I thought I heard during the telecast he's one of he's the best quarterback on third and long in the NFL. Like nobody converts wow. more. Yeah, he's the best at third and ten plus conversions. Um, and even that long pass play, I think, was like a third and seventeen. Yeah, I think two weeks ago, he had that Golden Tate touchdown right, too. Right. So two weeks ago, Jeff Fisher was given a two-year extension, uh, loses to the Patriots, and then gets smoked by the Falcons. Fire today. Um, he is now tied with Dan Reeves for most coaching losses in league history. Um, and they're bringing in John Fossil. Um, do you think he coaches again? I don't think he's going to. I, I think he's got too much. It, it's just he doesn't have a great reputation around football anymore. I think it's been ruined. I mean, everyone's just sick of seeing the seven and nine and him being making seven and a half million. So I think if I was realistic about it, yeah, I don't. I mean, Fish Fish is capable of being an NFL head coach and being good at it. Fish's biggest issues have always been he's loyal to a, to a fault with his yeah. offensive personnel. He's never been able to really find a good offensive coordinator. Uh, and, yeah, lack of detail has come back to bite him in the butt as well here in the end. Uh, I have three questions about I feel about bad it. for Fish. One, so. do you think he would ever go to a D.C. job? And, I don't and think would so. anyone hire him? I don't, you know, I do think teams would hire him. I don't think he'll do the DC job. I think he's been the man for too long. And to I think go it's back. Be That's too the question hard. we have about Rex Ryan. Yeah, it's just too hard. I would love to see Rex Ryan. Uh, two from Hard Knocks. We saw a lot of his son. Uh, you know about nepotism. How much will this hurt his son's chances of being a coach in the NFL? Well, it won't hurt. It won't hurt. It's, you know, he'll be done there this year, I'm sure, when it's all said. But, but oh, you got a call? Uh, it's not mine. Oh, it's my computer. Yeah. Um, but All right, let me get off this because Fendrick is wrapping me up, and I want to talk about like a million things. His son will get a, jo- a job, though. It's it's a. Co- I mean, we talk about it. It's it, there. It's a. Co- it's a. What, what am I calling it? a frat house in the NFL yes. with coaches? All right. So I went through last night, and I got really upset about our MVP discussion, and I wanted to come up with the best teams in the NFL, who the MVPs are of those individual teams, and why are we not talking about them in the race? The few teams that are on the outside looking in. Not the best record. Eight and five Steelers. Le'Veon Bell better start getting this MVP mix. He's missed three games, and he's like top five leading rusher in the NFL, and he's the only reason the Steelers are renewed. I put Justin Tucker down, but that's because the Ravens don't have anyone that should be worth it. Eight and five bucks. I could see Jameis Winston starting again, too, if they make a run. Julio Jones is that guy for the Falcons. Von Miller for the Broncos. And the nine and four Giants. I think there's a great argument that Odell Beckham Jr. should be up for the MVP. He single-handedly won the Ravens game. He single-handedly won the Browns game. He single-handedly won the game against the Cowboys. He has been the guy, the Panthers game. He has been the guy in all the games that has made the one play that if they didn't have him, this team is irrelevant. Hey, I'm with you. That's the epitome of the MVP. Right. Yes. So I think that Odell Beckham, it's not crazy that being the MVP. But I went through the 10-2 New England Patriots. Everyone says it's Tom Brady. Of course. Okay. Currently ninth in the NFL in rushing is LeGarrette Blunt. If he has 100 yards, he's in third. So he's a top five running back. He has the most rushing touchdowns in the NFL still, even though he's played one less game and everyone's got 13. He scored in nine of the 12 games. And the four teams that the Patriots have played with a winning record, Miami, Houston, Pitt, and Seattle, in those games he averaged 25 carries, 106 yards, 4.3 carry, and two touchdowns in those games. Right. 
in those games. So the best teams, they've pounded them with LeGarrette Blunt. Yes. He's the one that carried them through that opening stretch of no Brady, and he's still done it. Yeah. That 49ers game that got a little hairy, how did it end? Yeah. LeGarrette Blunt bashing them in the Certainly. face. Pittsburgh, Three. he was definitely the reason they beat Pittsburgh. He was the reason they beat right. Pittsburgh. But we're not talking about him because LeGarrette Blunt is always the guy that is the, well, they're always so crazy with their running backs. Uh. Yeah, not this year. Everyone's waiting for Deion Lewis. Everyone's waiting for James White. They are wide receivers in the Patriots' offense. Legarrette Blunt should start getting mentioned in the MVP. Well race. said. That's my. I mean, I'm I'm so glad someone is saying it. I mean, you're the only well, person that's, saying that's it because it, everyone baby. gets on me when I say Tom Brady's not MVP. It's not that Tom Brady's not no, awesome, not. but damn, but they, if they didn't have Legarrette Blunt, they'd have nothing. Yeah, I mean, they'd be Dallas Cowboys are eleven and two. With two. Everyone wants to say it's. Zeke. Everyone wants to say it's Dak. And everyone then goes, well, you can't give it to the offensive line. I think you could give it to Zach Martin. Here's the reason. He's the highest graded run blocker in terms of PFF at guard or tackle. Mm. He's played 846 snaps. I actually think it's gone up. This is before last night's game. He's allowed one hit, one sack all season. He's only committed two penalties. And the thing is, is they run off right guard a lot. They really do. All those counterplays, all those runs are there. And if we're talking about one guy being valuable, if Zach Martin wasn't there, I'm telling you Zeke and Dak are doing nothing. They're de- certainly they're not doing, doing what nothing. they're doing. You're right. Zach Martin's the best They've lost Tyron Smith. They lost Tyron Smith, mm-hmm. and they still played well in that game. Yeah. Zach Martin is a different player, and they'll never give it to him, but I think he might be the most valuable player on that team. Oakland Raiders... Derek Carr makes sense because six comeback wins, what he did against New Orleans, Baltimore, Tampa, Houston, Carolina, and Buffalo, he was the stud that won those games. But Kelechi Osemele, highest graded player at garter tackle, not just run blocking, overall in the NFL for PFF. Overall, over Zach Martin? So Zach Martin was the highest graded run blocker. Kelechi was the highest graded overall. Yeah, they're... No sacks allowed, one hit. He's allowed six hurries, and Carr overall has only been sacked 13 times, which is at least like 10 below everybody else. We saw the impact of Noah Semele against the Chiefs. That was huge. It was a different offensive line. They could have ran for 200 yards if they, if they have him in there. He is, it's him and Zach Martin. I mean, and I, that's it, but I, they'll never get I, it. I but texted you. But there's a reason why those two teams are so great, yet we don't feel confident about the Raiders or Cowboys because there's no stats for offensive linemen. <laughs> right. And you have to blindly have faith that they're going to be good. Trust us. You could be blind and have faith. Osemele, Zach Martin, two of the best that they'll never get mentioned. I like that. You can be blind and have faith. Detroit Lions. Uh, I had to put down Matt Stafford. Ah! I had to. It hurt him. It hurt him, but he had to do it. Eight fourth quarter comebacks, most in NFL history since at least 1950. Uh, 22 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Matt Stafford is the only reason they're in those games. Every game I turn it on, the Saints game, he's running for a touchdown in which he looks like Jameis Winston. I mean, he's so much more athletic than people give him credit for. He's always cool, calm, and collected. And ever since the Colts game week one, where he was yelling at Eric Ebron. We looked at each other and said, this looks like a different Matt Stafford. Yeah. He has been healthy. We said at the beginning of the year, he looks like he's more athletic. He's a guy that should be in the race. They're 9-4. and four. They're the second seed right now in the NFC. It makes sense. It does make sense. I mean, that to me, he is truly, like, that is the essence of the MVP. Like, they're... they're you they're, would be nowhere without him. They're 5-8 and eight without Matt Stafford. Like, that's if what that. they are. Yeah. I mean, I'm being generous. Yeah. They're 5-8. and eight. They, Even that run to end the game, that was a nice run to score a touchdown. I mean, there was nobody open. Heat scrambled, makes a nice run. 
Yeah. Now, the okay, Chiefs good. are the only other team that have the super winning record of 10-3, and three, and I didn't know who to give it to. I was stuck between two guys. Travis Kelsey yeah. leads the NFL in receptions by a tight end. He leads the NFL in yards by a tight end. He has the most explosive plays by a tight end at 20-plus and 40-plus, 15 at 20 plus or plus. I mean, that's like wide receiver numbers. He's I think, I think Travis Kelsey and the last like six games, he has like five, hundred yard games. He's the only real, he's their wide receiver threat. Yeah. And, I, and I, but the other guy is Tyree kill. Yeah. Yeah. Most punt return yards in the NFL, best punt return average at 15.3. And he takes more punts than anyone else. His fair catches are so low. 15.3. That's flipping the field. Yeah. You get the 35, you're at the 50. Yes. That's unbelievable. You get at the five, you're at the 20. So he's either saving you or he's putting you in scoring position. He's only returned 13 kick returns because of DeAnthony Thomas, but his average of 28.2 would be second in the NFL. Mm. He has six receiving touchdowns. He has a rushing touchdown. He has a punt return touchdown and a kick return touchdown. He's got nine touchdowns. Yes. LeGarrette Blount has 13 rushing. Tyreek Hill has nine. So he's right there, yes. but we'll never give it to a guy. But if you look at the Chiefs the last few weeks, if they didn't have Tyreek Hill against the Panthers, yeah. they're nowhere. nowhere. If they didn't have him against the Broncos, they're nowhere. The Raiders, they're nowhere. No one's talking about the fact that the $13 million man, Jeremy Macklin's not playing. Because yeah. you don't have to. Yeah. Because Tyreek Hill suddenly turned into a number one wide receiver. He's unbelievable. He'll never get mentioned, but he is an MVP guy because of the value to that team. No doubt. And they're top three in the NFL right now, mm -hmm. and he's the main reason why. Yep. It doesn't have to be quarterbacks, everybody. I know. It's you annoying. You don't have to root for somebody. Odell is the best player on his team, not Eli. Von Miller is the best player on his team, not Simeon. Julio Jones I know Matt Ryan has thrown for 51 consecutive 200-yard gains, but it's Julio, baby. No doubt. It's not even close. Vic Beasley won the game yesterday. Yeah, good for Vic. It wasn't, it wasn't Matt Ryan. No, Matt Ryan's been great, yes, but Julio is the, is the guy that they have to change their defensive game plan There for. are three quarterbacks that I think are legitimately up for MVP because of their teams, and those quarterbacks are Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, and Jameis Winston. They're the three. Right. Tom Brady, you got a system, and I hate when I'm not even going to argue. But every other team, someone else I think is the MVP. Except for Aaron Rodgers and that team. And excuse but they're me. out of it. And that's how I was going to end this. You said yesterday that if Rodgers runs the table, he's your MVP, no doubt. Yes, no doubt. I, I, this is, I think if they get in the playoffs from where they were, I mean, what were they at one point? Were they four and six? Yes. I believe. They might, yeah. And to to not only run the table, which they might do, and then actually run the table without a run game and basically just be like, hey, Aaron, like, you got to do everything. I'm sorry. I, that's it's unmarked territory. And I just they I had lost know. four in a row. They were right. four and six heading into that Eagles game. Right. I mean, I just I, I don't I've never seen a individual performance as impressive as Aaron Rodgers this year. I've never seen a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. It's phenomenal what he's doing. I'm amazed. But here we go. You know, he hurt his calf yesterday. Yeah. And here we go because it was the calf last year. There's obviously can NFL teams do something about their uh, rehab because it's two years in a row with the calf. I'm sure they iced and gave him electric stim in his calf for a year now, and it's yeah. still hurting. Hey, let's look into something else. Maybe it's something in the foot that's Ma causing maybe the Maybe it's the shin muscles. Maybe it's the quad. We've reached a point during Green Bay games that when they get in the red zone, Sims and I look at each other, and we don't even say anything. because <laughs> It's going to be touchdown. Aaron Rodgers in the red zone. 
he he puts defenders in positions they've never been in before. <laughs> he rolls out, and a linebacker is going. So I just watched all that game film where Aaron Rodgers like runs past people and makes them look stupid. And I've also seen the game film when he throws it one foot, one arm over a guy's head, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> and Derek Carr was like kind of doing that, but yeah. no one does like Aaron Rodgers. No. And it's we always talk about Mariota in the red zone as you know very efficient. Those guys don't make mistakes in the end zone. Aaron Rodgers makes touchdowns in the end zone yes. in the red zone. It's yes. incredible. It is. It's incredible, man. I just that's why I keep saying it, just because I I want you people should to keep saying it. They need to people need to experience it. Like yeah, I feel I like still a lot get of shocked. Yeah. Well, I know I feel like a lot of people missed Peyton Manning's prime because they were still arguing he didn't win a Super Bowl right. or Brady was better. And I want to be like, no, you're li- you're missing like amazing stuff because you're being like bitter about a one on one war with Tom Brady or you just don't like the narrative of Peyton Manning. But what he was doing there in the late two thousands when they went to the and lost to this, I mean, it was amazing. It was it was every week you could count on the fourth quarter it was going to be Peyton Manning. He's got to go eighty yards here. Peyton's going to go and Omaha said Hut and he's going to drive him down. Yeah. And they're going to score a touchdown and win the game. I mean. It was uh, unbelievable. And this is what Aaron Rodgers is doing. I just uh, want everybody to experience it. Tonight's game is going to be great. I think we're both going New England. We are. I went Baltimore with the points on the on the pick show. I went New England. Probably smart. Uh, I'm looking ahead at next week's game, which we will break down. That will be coming out on next Thursday's podcast, episode 93. Uh, and the games of the week uh, look pretty good. Packers-Bears at 1 o'clock. Aaron Rodgers versus that defense will be fun. Another 1 o'clock game, Lions-Giants, I think is going to be an amazing game to watch. Another 1 o'clock game that's not a great game, but Andrew Luck versus the Vikings defense is going to be fun. Uh, 4 o'clock game, uh, Raiders-Chargers. Joey Bosa trying to get through that line if he's healthy. I know he's going through concussion protocol. Patriots-Broncos. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. That's going to be so big. And then 8.30, the flex game, Bucks at Cowboys. Jameis on a national stage. I hope that there's some form of mic'd up. I hope that they get a lot of because the thing is when you don't get on prime time, we don't get the extra shots. Yeah, right. You don't get the sideline shots. You don't get the helmet off. You don't get to see him walking around. Jameis is so animated with Zeke. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it'd be awesome. There's some good games. Uh, that Patriots Denver game. I'm pumped. I'm, a, I'm pumped for tonight. I mean, that's they're going to kill each other. We don't want to break Seattle Rams down next Thursday night yet. Okay, uh, but yeah. regardless, and then, and the, the, you know, Seattle Rams and then Saturday night it's Dolphins Jets. Uh. Bryce yeah, but there's a lot of other games that we got four or five really good ones. Yes, uh, hit up Twitter. Do we have any tweets from last time? I don't. We don't have to get to them now. We yeah, can save them for we Thursday. Can save for I mean, tight, did you say Titans Chiefs? I forgot they were this week oh too. My gosh. Holy cow! I mean, you're going to see that running offense versus that bad run defense. That's going to be that, that game could be a track meet. We are going to have uh, so send in your tweets to at Sims and Lefko. Fendrick will collect them and we'll start Thursday's podcast with tweets like we did last sure. time. We'll break down more games and uh, we'll see what happens. I'm going to get messed up for the game tonight. Josh, I had fun with you today. Yeah, You're so the pe- cute. The Patriots are going to play the Ravens. The Patriots, all Josh's friends are going to be mad. At- oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, man. I Tell your brother thanks for listening for watching the Facebook Live. Oh, he watched everything. And listen, if you guys listen to the podcast and you'd like more of Sims and myself, or if you used to watch the video form and you miss seeing our ugly mugs, Mondays at 1, Thursdays between 11 and 1, and Sundays at... 4.30, uh, we're either breaking down the games on Sunday, reviewing the games on Monday, or we're making all of our picks on Thursday. That's where we get heavy into gambling. So yes. join us on Facebook Live on Bleacher Report. As always, thank you guys so much. For Sims, Peace out, homies. for Fendrick. Good night, everybody. Holla holla at your boy.